Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. They don't advertise for killers in the newspaper. And who reads the newspaper anymore anyway? That's what podcasts are for. As the bleak sun rises over a grimy city, constantly wet with the acid rain of news... A lady with legs up to here walks all the way from over there, carrying secrets in her eyes. We bring you The Gargle, the umbrella of satire to shield you from the unrelenting reality of reality. The glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world. Welcome to The Gargle. Your guests today are the magnificent Tiff Stevenson. Tiff, how are you? I'm pretty good. And our second guest, Alison Spittle. How are you? Hey, Alice. I'm great. Well, we're going to get on to our news stories uh, in one minute. Once we've spoken about the cover of this week's magazine, the cover model for this week's edition of The Goggle is, of course, a soft-edged collage of the formerly prince known as Prince Philip, looking handsome as a young consort, flexing in various poses on a boat in the 60s and smiling over the years, surrounded by clip art of flowers and doves in blackface. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get killed, Alice. You're going to get killed. I'm not sure we're out of the official mourning period yet. Have you checked this, Alice, before you... Eight weeks of national mourning, I believe. My strongly held position is that really uh, we want to avoid offending anyone, but Mm. also isn't saying the most inappropriate thing at the most inappropriate time the most appropriate tribute. If if you can't laugh at a funeral, when can you laugh? That's my saying. He would have wanted you to be inappropriate. Is that what you're saying, Alice? I'm saying it's the most appropriate tribute to Prince Philip. It's the flowers he would have wanted. Also on the cover inside this week's magazine, the NASA scientists who made that helicopter go up a bit and down again on Mars, behind the scenes of the science project, What's the Hot Goss? As well as football, who cares? Until they learn how to use their arms, it remains a confusing sport choice to me. The satirical cartoon this week is a weak-chinned man in a T-shirt that says Dogecoin billionaire trying to buy a sandwich. And the caption reads, (laughs) on the internet, nobody knows you're a Dogecoin billionaire. (laughs) It's funny if you're into early meme culture. (laughs) Which brings us to section one of this week's magazine, Spying News. 
And Ooh. this comes from the furthest spy of all, the Mars drone flight. Groundbreaking or rather air-breaking news, if what's on in Mars can be called air, I don't know. Altitude-altering footage of a tiny helicopter going a bit up and then back down again safely is getting heaps of coverage from people who don't understand how it is as cool as it is. The only people who can truly understand the complexity of the project and the implications of its success were the people who actually did it, and they already know about it. They don't need the news. Alison Spittle, have you been following this space exploit? Yeah, I've been following this space exploit, and I just want to say I'm not impressed. Not impressed at all. Uh, I <laughs> had a drone once. I was uh, I, I, I had a drone, and it disappeared. I don't know where it's gone. Maybe it's in Mars. Maybe that's where it is. Me and my mum, we were going to have a new business where we would take pictures of people's houses from overhead. We're, t- sky- we're scalping the helicopters. And uh, I'm very upset because my mum put a lot of capital into that. She paid for that drone. And if NASA could return that drone, that would be amazing. That would be, <laughs> please, like, that, 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 I need it back. But, uh, yeah, Google Google Maps have now destroyed my business. Again, all the time Google Maps is out there to get me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm... Um, I'm I'm not that impressed. I I feel as well. Like, didn't it say in the actual news that like it went? Was it? Tw- I, I, I'm gonna say is it two feet or twenty feet? Both. I wasn't impressed by it. It was something of a two in it anyway. <laughs> but it only ro- rose up that long. I I don't know what you can see from there. You know that just feels like that just feels like if I was taller. You know I would have that kind of view <laughs> as a drone person. And there's not that much on Mars to be impressed by. There's no. <laughs> You know, there's no uh, massive mansions with a swimming pool where I can see it's in the shape of a rabbit. You it know, does remind a... me of when I came fourth in the under-23s 1,500 metre race out of four people. I was about <laughs> a lap and a half behind. <laughs> Nonetheless, it was impressive because it was on Mars. Yeah, so. exactly. I'd be very impressed by that. Very Losing by that. is still a win. Let's remember. <laughs> Tiff, have you been following this Mars leap? Yeah, but as you know, and I think I've said this before, Alice, I look at news about mars and i just think i'm not moving there because there's three moons and as we know that means three Mm. periods i'm not having it i'm not doing it i'm not moving to a place where i have three periods but uh yeah i mean i've i saw that they put this uh ingenuity wasn't it ingenuity ingenuity, that's it yeah and they put it in the belly they described it as going in the belly of nasa's perseverance rover so they basically knocked up the rover got it pregnant (laughs) And then, like, dropped out a, a sprog on, on Mars. And uh, much like Alison, I watched the footage, but I've also spent ages watching my partner operate a drone. Now, sure, the ingenuity is giving a third dimension in space for scientific experimentation on inaccessible places for a rover. And this is exactly the way we build the future. And Paul was looking at some pigeon eggs on my parents' roof. <laughs> but in many ways, I feel it's the same. it's of the same scientific and cultural significance so basically i agree i think we should give props to to alison and her mum and i think paul should get his Mm. due credit tiff you surprised me with the free moon thing i I know that's a fact and stuff but i've just watched um total recall and the free tits thing makes total sense now before i was just like oh (laughs) that's one tit one tit (laughs) for each cycle Exactly. <laughs> One gets tender for each yeah. 
Oh, God. Oh, God. My middle tit's really sore. I must be coming on. My third period. I feel like I understand Total Recall totally better. <laughs> There's no confusion there. That was the only thing confusing me. Wasn't Middle Tit a novel by Jeffrey Eugenides or something? <laughs> the only thing worse than a period is three periods in a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> more inspiring news one of the reasons we do the gargle without politics is because we don't like hearing the same stories coming round and round again uh, recycled as they are however we will always have as much time in the world as we need for a story of somebody showing their penis on zoom <laughs> this is a canadian member of parliament william amos has unfortunately found himself or put himself into a compromising position on a zoom call with the house of commons completely nude in front of the house of commons ah <laughs> uh. Standing behind a desk between the Quebec and Canadian flags. <laughs> you couldn't have planned it better if you had planned it, which he alleges that he didn't, but I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> My first thought when I saw this, uh, when I looked at this story, was not a bad offering. And I'm pretty ashamed of myself <laughs> for that being my instant. Um, and one of his colleagues said something similar as well of like, he's in fine form or good shape. But uh, it was, the, is he a representative for the Pontiac region of Canada? After he seeing is. that, I got Pontiac fever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very sweaty and I couldn't breathe. Um, <laughs> and it's a real disease, Pontiac fever. It's like Legionnaire's disease light. And I can just imagine the shit that I'm going to get from immunologists or virologists or just any doctor after this goes to air. <laughs> I had to discover what Pontiac, what Pontiac fever was. I think it's Legionnaires without the pneumonia. Don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me. Tiff Stevenson, over a picture of your face. <laughs> the new meme, please. This story has combined two of our favourite Zoom-style scandal stories, which is to say extreme nudity and extreme admin, because Claude de Bellefeuille, who's a legislator for the opposition, called a point of order suggesting that parliamentary decorum requires m men to wear a jacket and a tie as well as a shirt, underwear and trousers, which is some, <laughs> like, backstage of RuPaul's Drag Race level shade. Uh, being thrown there, uh, though uh, Ms. de Belfoy added that she also has Pontiac fever. She's she's mentioned that we can all see that the member is in very good shape. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, uh, make a something point? Did he? It, once you get into these stories, they all sound like euphemisms for yeah penis, right? More like pain of order. You know. <laughs> well, she also said, I think that this member should be reminded of what is appropriate and to control his camera. Um, <laughs> when you've brought the word member into this conversation, it already becomes uh, yeah. confusing and euphemistic at best. Um, ah. Carry on film at worst. What I miss about like the before times is the proper, proper sex scandals that you got with politicians. I mean, all we're getting now is like Zoom or paying someone a hundred grand uh, for their business and still becoming prime minister. Um, but like before, when I was a kid, the sex scandals were, you know, incredibly spicy. Oranges in the mouth, uh, football shirts on, uh, <laughs> a bit of, a bit of uh, swinging. I want to bring that back. I want 90 sex scandals back. Uh, we can get it going. I think we can we can uh, make the UK horny again. 
I would like to see a return of the uh, normative, you know, determinism of these uh, politicians involved in sex scandals. Because obviously we had Anthony Weiner a while back mm, and valid. sending pictures of his penis. I would have liked it if this guy had the decency to be called Dick Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could dig up some dirt on Michael Foot. Maybe he was into foot fetishes. We don't know. I, d- I don't know enough about that man, actually. Did you say it? I don't know what he, I feel he was this probably is well loved. delicate and dangerous <laughs> turf when you guys have a prime minister called Boris Johnson. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't yes. approve of this movement. <laughs> I mean, it was staring us in the face all along. Like, oh, like... No. oh, no. I feel that Zoom is very sophisticated nowadays with its filters and its facial things and you can, you know, give yourself ears or backgrounds or whatever. I think it should just have an auto-blur pixelation feature for business oh, meetings. I, w- I would love to see a penis with uh, HD eyebrows. <laughs> I put that on my Zoom sometimes. <laughs> okay, if not pixelation, then at least, like, enlargement. <laughs> Or a little Groucho Mark glasses. <laughs> yeah, accessories would be nice. Some dealy boppers. Mm. It would be nice if, you know, at least the guys would start to feel a sense of like that they needed to do some manscaping or something with it, you know? I've got to get my balls tidy if they're going to be if they're gonna be on the Zoom call. I mean, probably not. But also at the same time, I want to see it. <laughs> In our third story for the spying section, uh, Huawei, the famously Chinese uh, and spying company of of phone people, has been accused of spying on the Netherlands, raising the question of why would you want to spy on the Netherlands? Has anything ever happened in the Netherlands that was worth spying on? Alison, have you been following this story? I've been following this story a little bit, and I think, like, look, this explains so, so much. 2012, massive, massive uh, weed contamination in uh, in the brownies in China, and we can see where that originated from. Um, and there is nothing, really, that I would like to spy on on Dutch people other than... Uh, uh, other than uh, finding out what their special recipes are. And uh, yeah, Hawaii have done stuff for their country. Uh, yeah, fair play to Hawaii. I, by the way, my boyfriend last night, I kept I kept trying to pronounce Hawaii and I just I just could not do it. I do it. I do it differently each time. And each time he was like, Alison, please, uh, please don't. This is not the thing you're going to cancel yourself over. And I was like, I'm trying very hard, but I, I cannot pronounce Hawaii. I think that's yeah that that's how yeah they're very sneaky because you don't know how to pronounce their name, you know. Well, I th- I feel like it's a little bit like Beetlejuice. If you say it wrongly enough, they'll listening in. They'll correct you. <gasps> Do you a think voice that's will what just happened? come out of your ceiling and <laughs> correct your that's, pronunciation? That's exactly that's what happened exactly in 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 uh, the Neverlands. Then they tried to pronounce <laughs> it three times and then they got spied on. <laughs> <laughs> Your ad section now, because if you're feeling a vague sense of unfulfillment in your life, we really know how to put a finger on your temporary Band-Aid solution. If you're not sure how you'll re-enter society after months or more in various levels of restrictions and lockdown, try the app-enabled Sociobot 8000. With unerring accuracy drawing from millions of hours of your stolen data and using decommissioned Russian military targeting technology, the Sociobot will identify prey or friends and herd them into your newly vaccinated bubble for maximum social interaction. The Sociobot 8000. Buy one today. As people return to getting the professional haircuts they've been missing for more than a year, demand is rising for opportunities to practice your very disappointed but don't want to be a bitch face. 
try the customer serveface app, retraining <coughs> you in basic social lying skills so civilization doesn't collapse any faster than it needs to. Customer serveface, no complaints. I'm just sad I've heard this now because I really needed this last week. <laughs> <laughs> It's one thing to have ambitions, a vision board, a to-do list, an exercise buddy, but what about your nameless desires? How are you going to get them done? Your horrifying, shameful, dark longings that you could never share with anybody, let alone project manage. How will you manifest them into your life without being arrested or burned as a witch? Bringing you Goldemort, the extremely <laughs> private vision board and scrapbooking kit for the deep, dark to-do list nobody dares to name. <laughs> That was also added in. I mean, he couldn't see things coming in a number of ways. Ah. As someone who's recently been in a, in a motor vehicular accident, I am interested in this because um, I got into a fight with an airbag, but it came off worse and is very deflated about the whole thing. I watched the clip on this morning, which is where he's uh, appeared a couple of times giving psychic predictions. And on the show, he claimed to do something called face reading, which is... Reading a face, then predicting the future, which is what the rest of us call social interaction. <laughs> um, and then it gets better because Fern says, when you're doing face readings, what about if, if, if someone has had plastic surgery? And then he said this, right? Yes, I have a friend who is a Scorpio, but she went and had a Libra nose fitted. Yes, you heard that correctly. Fitted. Then she became incredibly successful. What the f*** is a Libra nose? Is it in the shape of some scales? I don't know. I, I am a Libra. I don't know if this is... Are we just going to start pretending this is a thing now? Don't get me started on her. She's got right Sagittarian toes. Look at his Capricorn <laughs> hairline. Like, this is not a thing. I mean, also, though, Tiff, once you enter this sphere, uh, I don't know if you can pick and choose between nonsenses. Like, if you're going in for right. the psychic reading, you've got to go in for the Libra nose. You can't go half ass <laughs> on this because that's a very Gemini thing to do. Uh, I wanted to ask you if your psychic reading abilities have survived your car crash. 
So we can verify this through anecdotal evidence. Yes, they did. Like, like literally as soon as it happened, I went, I'm going to lose work. Um, <laughs> which uh, I did because I was unable to go and film a TV show uh, the next day due to having a split lip. So I feel like in many ways, my psychic abilities were fairly heftily intact. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you to a certain degree. Like... <sighs> If you are going to go in for the hooey, you've got to go in for all the hooey. He's gone balls deep on the hooey. That's actually how you pronounce Huawei. <laughs> <laughs> balls deep on the Huawei. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, fascinating to watch this man uh, get paid to talk about reading faces on television and then complain about not being paid to read faces on television. But his claim got chucked out, I believe, was the result yeah he's to pay like a hundred grand doesn't he in legal fees the person i feel sorry for most is his ex-girlfriend uh he said that his relationship had broken down due to him uh, not being able to satisfy her sexually i think and uh i think it's just one less thing that she used to lie about where she's like oh yeah you're psychic and the best lover i've ever had <laughs> and <laughs> my family are convinced that they are psychic so i was very very interested in, and they've also been involved in a few insurance things as well so like <laughs> i think they're interconnected somewhat uh but this guy this 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 guy is really being i think I, I think I know I know the the newspapers are making a joke about he couldn't see this coming, but like surely surely so, like a lawyer should have warned him about the legal fees that he would have to incur, and you know for him to consult the consult the gods above or whatever. I mean, the real problem was that uh, he could have looked at himself in the mirror and predicted the uh, car crash, but unfortunately he just had Botox, and that's a, <laughs> an extremely cancer thing to do. <laughs> extremely cancer thing to do. I was like, what's in Botox? But then I remembered, it's a star sign. Uh, I was like, the Daily Mail would, <laughs> would, that would be on the front page. But, uh, yeah. I read my stars like, like, you know, Donald Trump used to read press releases. It's just like all the good stuff I take on and then the rest of the shit is just made up and rubbish. Like that's the best way to... Anything I disagree with is made up rubbish and fake news. Our next story in our future news section has come in from at Fresh Frankie on Twitter, one of our Gargle fans. If you want to send a, a news story of the week into the Gargle, make sure it's current, make sure it's not political and tweet us at hellogarglers on Twitter. This story has to do with the future of coffee. Alison Spittle, you literally just bought a coffee. What's the future of coffee right now? So the future of coffee is we're going back in time and we're finding uh, uh, we most. It was really interesting because apparently, like most of the time, we use arabica beans and then some poor people beans, and uh, <laughs> and arabica beans is being threatened by climate change at the moment. So uh, we are we are looking at this new. Well, it's not new; it's very old. It's this coffee bean that it, that was kind of like last discovered in the fifties. It was a forgotten bean, uh, which is what I call my clitoris when I'm single. <laughs> um, it's the Coffea stenophylla. Yeah, um, that's what I call it. Yeah. Also the forgotten, <laughs> forgotten bean. I'm sorry to bring it down to that level. <laughs> no, I, I'm always impressed by a flicking bean joke in a podcast. It, it doesn't happen enough. Like, And if it takes... <laughs> 
three women together in a podcast to make it happen. I'm happy for this. Look, oh, yeah. Whenever Tiff and I are on the same podcast, we always drag it down to the lowest common denominator. It's because we're both so clever that we don't want to intimidate people with our intellect. Yeah. <laughs> it was com- vanished completely from the record in 1954 until scientists finally discovered it growing in the wilds of Sierra Leone in 2018. And apparently it can it can withstand temperatures of like, let me check here in this, uh, this internet thing. Wait, 24.9 degrees, which is about six degrees higher than Arabica and uh, not quite enough to straighten your hair. That's incredible because isn't like boiling water a lot more than that, and yet uh, coffee kind of <laughs> survives that. But um, yeah, it's a it's, I mean, it's a... not growing in your cup at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, f- I think it's amazing that instead of like uh, instead of tackling climate change, we're like, but what about the coffee? Yes, we'll all be burning in eight years' time, but at least we'll be caffeinated. We can take in every bit of it. I am all for this kind of story, the kind of story that focuses on the small, petty inconveniences, like pollution reduces penis size. Let's lean in on that. No, we'll have to lean in on that, Alice, to get anything from it. We'll have, we'll have to bear right down on that and hope for the best. I like it. I feel it just fits in with the rule of three for everything, because before that, the main two species of coffee bean, uh, Arabica and Robusta, also the nickname... Mm. I give my boobs. So that fits. <laughs> now I've got three tits. I'm on Mars. Uh, coffee stenophylla is going to be the middle one. Um, I feel like coffee stenophylla is cheating a bit because it's got coffee in the title. Mm. Like it's, I feel like it's got more of a chance than the other two for that. Like it might like steam into the lead uh, from that point of view. But I do enjoy coffee or as we call it in our house, cake lube. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm very excited of <laughs> sorry there I'm just writing that down for a business idea uh, it would help me a lot uh, <laughs> I mean I just I like any opportunity to wank on about how I will drink a coffee because we are big coffee coffee fans in here so you know it's almost got to the point with coffee now the way we talk about it it's kind of like um having like a microbrewery. Like people talk about coffee, how you brew it, whether you've got an AeroPress, have you got an espresso, have you got a cafetiere, do you do it on the pot? Are you shock horror, like my mum, someone who at home just drinks granulated instant coffee? You know, can't believe it for my mum, everything she's been through. And when she gets home, she's like, no, I'm going to have, you know, she's lived a life, she's lived a full life, seen a lot of (laughs) shit. And she goes home and drinks instant coffee. But when she's out, she will order. She will order coffee when. She, in fact, my mum is. We'll share this with you. My mum is the woman who who once famously, this is genuine, walked into a coffee shop and asked for two cappuccinos and one of them punani things, please. Punani. Yeah. Panini yeah. is it? Yeah. Is it a yeah. panini? Yeah. She wanted a panini, but two cappuccinos for one of those punani things. <laughs> Well, that's all the time we have for section two. We're on to our reviews section. Uh, you are our taste makers. Tiff and Alison, have you brought in anything to review? Well, uh, recently, uh, Paul discovered that ponies are not, in fact, baby horses. And we lost about a week in the house to this. Like, what do you mean? Well, what? What's a baby horse then? Or what's a baby pony? Uh, and it was a big topic of, of discussion. Um, lockdown's been, you know, there's been a lot going on. Um, so I cheated a little bit this week because it's been because 
of what's happened. I've, I've had a bit of a car crash. I had the vaccine. It's been very busy. I've had to farm my review out. And because of this debate over ponies and horses, I asked my niece, who is six years old, to oh. give a review of horses. Um, so I will share that with you if you would like this this review of horses. I like horses because they're big and you can sit on them and they can run very fast. I tried it with my dog, but she didn't like it. So I think horses are better. <laughs> I like it when they say nay. That might have been a noise. That's a bit more of a scribble. Ratings out of five for a horse. Bigness, five. Clippy Clopness, five. Platable Mane, five. Smell, three. Overall, five. Quite a comprehensive review there, I think. This is a Yelp pest of the future. <laughs> this is. If I were to extract anything from that data and you're thinking about getting a horse, I would say if you're on the fence, go for it. The numbers don't lie. It's a five, 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 three with an overall five. I'm not quite sure how that can work out as an overall average. <laughs> maybe like 4.7 I feel but anyway look I'm not going to question her she's six and she's made her Smell mind is up Smell very weakly weighted in these uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you go that's uh, that's your review of a horse right there that's a great review of a horse Alison have you got uh, a niece I don't I don't have a niece and my my I got I got um four sisters and my mum is getting very antsy at the moment about producing some sort of air. Ain't from me, babes. Ain't from me. I've li- <laughs> I've decided to become a comedian. But um yeah, I've reviewed uh, pigeons this week. Um and this comes from being in lockdown as well. Um my bedroom is right next to a balcony. Uh, at the start of lockdown, my boyfriend got COVID and he was away for a couple of months in a, in another room. To be honest with you, first month was for safety and then the rest, I think, was just him being happy on his own. <laughs> but I <laughs> but uh, I started making friends with these pigeons uh, that were on my balcony. I thought, they were, I thought I was Snow White. I thought, this is a pandemic. The birds are my friends now. Uh, I went back to Ireland for two months. The birds betrayed me in the worst way possible. They shat that much on my balcony that my boyfriend's bike is destroyed. There is acid out of their shit. I always thought if your bird shits on me, it's good luck. But like, you know, if if a, if a thousand birds shit on me, very much not good luck. Very much a, a, a health hazard there. Pigeons have been really ahead of the game in bringing down statues that they didn't like. Yes, they have. Um, wh- um, where's, where's the Twitter accounts against the pigeons? That's why I want to ask, right? And also, like, you said Paul uh, had a look at some pigeon eggs with a drone, right? I- I've got pigeon eggs on my balcony. Have you ever seen baby pigeons? They are the ugliest animals I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They're disgusting. They are, they are the embodiment of teenagerdom. They come out of the eggs and they look like teenagers. And they act like teenagers as well, where they just hang around in corners. And the other thing is, um, I've got my balcony. I've put lots of stuff on my balcony to deter the pigeons. I've got this anti-pigeon tape, pinwheels everywhere. My my balcony now looks like if the Teletubbies had made a compound. If they got into drug making, <laughs> and they took precautions, right? My balcony is very whimsical and uh, very very highly protected against pigeons. And I am giving them a two star out of out, out of five. I liked them at first, but now they're overstaying their welcome, and I don't like them now at all. At all. And also, they kept shagging on my balcony all the time, like really overtly loud. And at the start, I was like, oh, this is great. It's nature and stuff. And then 
I started assessing why did I think it was great and I remembered I'm a Catholic and I was like no I will not hear any shagging near I'm ex-Catholic <laughs> I'm, I'm very residually Catholic I'm that much like I'm that residual of a Catholic I don't know what is mental illness and what is residual Catholicism like, that's the way I am but anyway I think I've talked very passionately about these pigeons uh, yeah that's how I feel you know what you need to do to get rid of them what you need um, like a fake, like a dummy seagull. I think I was in Norway the first time I saw a seagull take down a pigeon and it was horrific, but uh, that will scare them off. I'm, I don't know because like what I, I've, I've after getting myself a, a super soaker and I open up the door now and I just, you know, and I, I'm like an action <laughs> person. I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger, except instead of saying something cool before I shoot them, I go, F- <laughs> off! Uh, which is my f- <laughs> I would let, if I was ever in an action film, that's what I would be shouting constantly. <laughs> go away! <laughs> and then I'd shoot my, my gun into them. But that's, uh, yeah. Well, so I think my neighbours think that I'm mentally ill because I just keep shouting <laughs> out at different intervals. F- off! Away from me! All the time. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, all I've ever wanted was to be a villain in an action movie. So maybe we can arrange this. I, we really. <laughs> Giovanni, last words. <laughs> F- off! <laughs> It'll be like the slow motion showdown scene in the church at the end of Face Off. But when the pigeons start flying, you freak the f- out. <laughs> that would be. I, I'm sorry. I'm laughing very hard because I just love that film so much, and the memory of that has made me so happy. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm just pigeons are my downfall. I hate them so much. Even the youngins. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> don't watch uh pigeon street the kids tv program because that will be like a horror movie for you ah uh, i just i just can't deal they are they are like friends do you know what they're like uh, they're like friends that uh, they love bombed me at first at the start of the lockdown i was like this is beautiful lovely looking feathers and snarly old feet but i don't mind and everything like that and uh you know they're like people that visit you tell you they like you and then shit on you like they're literally shitting on me everywhere and uh I'm not sorry. That's a bad analogy. I don't know anyone <laughs> who's had friends have started defecating on them. <laughs> I do. I know that. I know a person who's had that happen. But let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> There's an after-school special on where it just says real friends don't shit on you. <laughs> it's like you just don't know if you can trust them. I reckon carrier pigeons read the mail. <laughs> Now it is time for section three, dinosaur news. Speaking of pigeons, uh, descended from dinosaurs themselves. And speaking of shitloads, there used to be shitloads of Tyrannosaurus rexes. Uh, about 20,000 at a time over a huge span of time. They think up to 2.5 billion T-rexes or T-rex, if you like, walked the earth uh, during their span of existence. Pretty exciting. Mm. Uh, not as exciting as when I found out that T-shirt is short for Tyrannosaurus shirt because of the little arms. Ah! And by found out, I mean made up that joke and was very proud of myself. <laughs> That's a very good joke. Tiff, have you been counting T-Rexes? Well, they have a bad rep, but knowing that there were 2.5 billion of them at one point and that they hunted in packs should make everyone feel better, right? I don't know. I mean, it's not even my favourite time period. You've got Jurassic, Jurassic, uh, but my favourite is Reebok Classic. That's my favourite <laughs> Paleolithic era. Um, there was a massive dinosaur print as well on the Yorkshire coast. Um, that isn't huge news, though, because we've known about the existence of dinosaurs in Yorkshire for a while because Jeremy Clarkson was born there. 
So um, we've been we've been away. But it's been a big week for dinosaur news. Um, you know, or as I like to say, things that we uh, didn't figure out yet, despite the fact they've been around for ages. I find I find calling it dinosaur news is a bit ambitious. It's shit we missed for two hundred million years. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that they hunted in packs of four or five. Uh, that's basically a boy band. They they hunted in <laughs> boy band sizes, and I would love to think of T Rexes as different members of boy bands. So I imagine like a T Rex with a scar over his eye, and he's the bad boy of them. Ah, uh, he's the Keith. He's the Keith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the AJ, if you will. The AJ. They, yeah, they're 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 so many. Uh, there's also like, and also aren't they feathered? Isn't that a thing now? Yes, so we yes, can they finally, believe that dinosaurs had feathers. We can finally imagine a dinosaur with like a curtain haircut, like the Brian's <laughs> over. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, Are they sitting next- on stools? <laughs> and then one gets up before he goes in for a very aggressive kill. You know, like totally. there's always one that's allowed to get up from the stool when it gets passionate. <laughs> well, when when they saw the when they saw the meteor going towards Earth, they stood up. Then it was a bit of a key change. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they were ready for the final end. In there. <laughs> what I love as well is about the 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 scientists talking about like a a dinosaur's sexual maturity. And like that just made me think of like dinosaurs thinking, are they ready for sex yet or are they not? Like just to, you know, to have like a, I just feel like a T-Rex would be the f- boys of the dinosaur <laughs> world, you know? They have small arms and they have small hearts and I, and they're very speedy as well. They can run away from you. And I, a predator. I, yeah, I, I, I've just decided I don't want to date a, a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> They're, I like bad boys, but not when they can tear your flesh apart. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're attractive to look at, but not much uh, to go with. Big thighs, tiny arms like rugby players. <laughs> Small eyes. Unmoisturized. They're not moisturized enough. Very, no. very scaly. <laughs> I mean, this is all the time we have for the dinosaur section, because now it's time for section four, Losing It News. After a few pretty epic years in the midst of a technology and information age that our slowly evolving brains absolutely do not have the equipment to deal with, it is not surprising that people are losing it left, right and centre. The first story in this section is uh, Colin the Caterpillar Cake (laughs) furore. Not since the (laughs) knife fight on season three of Bake Off has there been such a cake-based kerfuffle. Alison Spittle, you have been watching Pigeons. I assume you've seen a few caterpillars come home to roost. Tell us this caterpillar rights story. So Rex and Spencers have pulled out the big guns and have decided to uh, bring Aldi to court for uh, copying their Colin the Caterpillar cake, even though every other uh, supermarket has some caterpillar type cake. Uh, it's, it, it, it's just blowing my mind. I've seen, have you seen all of the caterpillars beside each other? I, a lawyer had to take a picture of all the <laughs> boxes of caterpillars beside each other. And to be honest with you, it looked like a round of naked attraction that I would be very interested in, in entering. Uh, it's been incredible. They got they got different names like Clyde the Caterpillar Cake. What I love is that Aldi have been copying um, different companies for as long as they've been open. And I, I kind of don't see what's so special about Colin the Caterpillar Cake. Aldi have copied stuff like uh, Oaties, uh, copy Hobnobs. 
They also have this amazing product uh, that they call Disco Biscuits, which copied <laughs> their own brand of ecstasy, which I would take. The Germans are great precision. I would trust them with ecstasy. Uh, no, they're, they're little biscuits with uh, Smarties on them. Uh, I love them. A great innovation. I think Marks and Spencers need to calm down. People people are very much supporting of Aldi, but I think that's because they're so cheap. I, I can't see anyone wanting to fight in Marks and Spencer's corner when, you know, it's it's so expensive to buy milk from there. It doesn't feel like the plight of the common man. And uh, I say copy all the time. If, uh, <laughs> if Aldi wants to copy my routine where it becomes a sexually repressed Irish woman, I'd let them I'd let them at it, too. Like, I just think they <laughs> they would do it better. Alice, that's what I'm saying. The problem with suing Aldi is you go in to sue them for copyright infringement and you come out having given them a parking ticket, uh, a marriage certificate and a citizenship to Belgium. None of which you planned and you've forgotten to sue them for copyright infringement. It's a disaster. Yeah. Tiff, have you been following this Colin versus Cuthbert the Caterpillar Uh. controversy? I just don't know that I can handle another big celebrity rivalry. I've got too much on at the moment. I just, you know, look, I'm, I'll say this. I'm with Colin. I've bought Colin for years. I've smashed a few Collins in my time. Uh, <laughs> I just I just wanted to say that with uh, appropriate lube, coffee. So when I was reading about this story, I came across something that kind of almost more than the sort of copyright trademark sort of infringement thing that I found like funnier was a woman called Daisy Harding tweeted, since he's trending, I once saw a guy on the tube take a Colin the Caterpillar out of a Tupperware in his bag and eat him like a baguette. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that is uh, a more instantly interesting story to me than two companies (laughs) with lots of money fighting over some to the idea that a man just went, yeah, that's that's how you eat a Colin the Caterpillar. It's also a dangerous, slippery slope to start uh, suing them for copyright infringement when actual caterpillars exist and have the moral high ground. And- <laughs> <laughs> how, how, you eat your, <laughs> how would you eat your Colin the Caterpillar normally? I always go like face first. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes pick off the buttons. But it little feels buttons like the are- highest value, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends if it's for a kid's birthday. It feels a bit shitty taking all the favourite bits, but I will do it. Yeah, but it prevents them (laughs) rowing with each other. You've done them a favour. There's no arguments. Also, like, I want Colin's plight to be done with pretty quickly. So if you eat the head first, you know, it's not like you're just nibbling on his legs and his abdomen and he's just screaming. I presume that's what Colin's... I know it looks like a smile, but the thing is, with caterpillars, uh, when they're in pain, they will smile. Like, that is the thing. Actually, I like to leave my uh, Colin the caterpillar cake in its box for a few weeks and eat Colin the butterfly instead. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a butterfly that's fungus <laughs> enough of this horrifying story on to the next horrifying story of people losing their shit news animal welfare officers in Krakow received a report of an animal that was lurking in a tree uh, only to investigate and find out that it was a croissant uh, more cake based controversy arising Tiff Stevenson, have you ever mistaken anything in a tree for an animal that turned out to be a croissant? No, but I once saw a squirrel go into a skip and remove a pan au chocolat and then just eat it 
like on the wall, <laughs> looking at passers-by, almost daring them to stop to stop it. So, Where was this in Islington? Or it was. It was in Camden, actually. Yeah. It feels like a very Camden kind of thing to see a, 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 a squirrely a pan au chocolat. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like literally, but like fished it out of the bag, like knew it was in there. So someone had bought and it, it, was un, it wasn't even like half a pan au chocolat. So maybe, maybe the squirrel had an arrangement with someone who used to go into the pret and buy a pan au chocolat. For like it, like I'll leave un- underage yeah. kids trying to get adults to buy them alcohol. Yeah. I'll leave, the arrangement is I'll leave it in the skip. You get, I'm, then I'm not getting involved. You, you got to take it out yourself, but I'll leave it there for you. I just, I want that kind of relationship with a squirrel. Um, but you know, in lieu of that, I'd take a a cross on in a tree. Well, I, I think people are making fun of this woman for for calling animal welfare. To say that, uh, you know, it's just a crossing up a tree. But I've seen that picture. It looks like a, a and I had to look, a tardigrade? Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> yes. That croissant looked full on like a tardigrade. And I, w- I would be shitting myself if I saw that size of a tardigrade that I could see it with my eyes. <laughs> and it's up a tree. Those little fellas, they can, they can survive lava. They can survive space. And they're up in a tree looking at me. I'm telling you now, I, I would be shitting my pants. But much like a croissant, tardigrades can uh, get disintegrated in your stomach. So I feel like I would have to eat it just to take one for the team. But I'd be like, I mean, this massive tardigrade. You're welcome. Uh, that's, that's how I feel about it. They do. They gen- that genuinely looks like a tardigrade. A little water bear. Yeah, those, those, I had to Google it today and how to pronounce it. But uh, yeah, they scared the shit out of me, those lads. I mean, we can all see a croissant. Now we know it's a croissant. Yeah. But if you didn't know it was a croissant. I'd call the police. <laughs> I'd, cut, I'd say when in doubt <laughs> when in doubt <laughs> if you can't see a croissant call the police <laughs> now when I find anything in my kitchen that's not a croissant I will automatically call the police yeah if, there, if there's a home invader I'll be like there's a very large <laughs> croissant uh, he's stealing my television he's threatening me <laughs> And that's all the time we have for the gargle today. Uh, magnificent thanks to our guests for today. We're just going to flip through the ads at the back. The editor of this show is Ped Hunter. The executive producer is Christopher Skinner. Uh, this is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. Alison Spittle, have you got anything to plug? I'm going to plug my podcast. It is called Wheel of Misfortune with Alison Spittle and Fern Brady. You can find it on BBC Sounds. I also run a weekly film night on Wednesday called Co Video Party. And just check out my Twitter at Alison Spittle and you'll find out all details. So I'm doing a gig for Dublin Rape Crisis Centre tonight, 23rd of April, with Eleanor Tiernan, Maeve Higgins and everybody. Uh, go to my Instagram and there's a link in the bio and that's where the gig is happening. Flipping past some ads, one for a jewellery cleaner that you will buy but never use and one for an online course on how to clean your dog. Tiff, have you got anything to plug? I'll plug Tiny Revolutions. Uh, my podcast as brought to you by Bugle Productions there's a new episode out this week uh, so go listen to the Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro episode Uh, there's also one with Armando Iannucci and Maisie Richardson Sellers we have amazing guests coming up so please subscribe listen go give us a review follow me on Twitter at Tiff Stevenson I've got some tour dates coming up in July I'm doing all the stands Glasgow Edinburgh and Newcastle 
so you can come to those shows. I've got some dates in Cambridge. Uh, so you can join my mailing list, which is on my website, tiffstevenson.co.uk. And there is a live The Last Post coming up this Sunday. If you want to watch The Last Post happening live, uh, then you can do that there. We have some magnificent guests, which I will not spoil for you, but the tickets are available on thebuglepodcast.com. And if you click on the live link, you can find out how to access them from wherever you are in the world. I'm Alice Fraser. I'll talk to you next week. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalised card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com